Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you from Anaheim, California, where guests on our show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. All right, let's get to it. Time for Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector for the horses. The Alberta horse racing and breeding industry contributes on 300 112 million in economic impact annually. Hello, Mark Spector. How you doing? Pretty good, Bobby. Just looking down at uh, the Edmonton Oilers practice. Just getting underway here at the Honda Center. It's pond and a couple new yes. And some new faces. Have they started to run the lines yet? No, they haven't. They're just still kind of skating around. So I don't have any lines. I got a wild one for you, Mark. Okay. And my guess is sometime over the course of our next 14 minutes, we're going to have the lines. If it's me, I might throw, and we found out today that Yamamoto's out, yeah. I might throw a bone the way to both Athanasiu and Ennis and play them both with Connor to start. How crazy does that sound? That sounds uh, a little crazy, but... Um... So let's let's break it down. You're going to play a fantasy with McDavid. I mean, now that's just conventional thinking. That's why they went and got the guy. So now it's basically right. what are you doing with Ennis? You know, I, I'm talking to Connor McDavid, and I'm saying, okay, if you want any familiarity on your line, you know, do you want to keep Chase on there because you played a ton with him, or you know, do you? That's a good question, I guess. Is it this 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 97 Sadia? Come on, man! You can't give me two guys from another team uh, on the same night, but. Maybe you do. Tyler Ennis can skate with that. That'd be a pretty quick line, wouldn't it? Well, and here's my rationale. So we know Yamamoto comes out. You can move Archibald up with Drysettle and RNH. Archibald's been an effective player, and he's tenacious on pucks, and he's quick. And so Drysettle and RNH could play with Archibald. And then you'd have Granlund and Chase on with Shan, veteran guys that know how to manage the puck. And then that way you keep Haas, Kara, and Russell together. That's sort of my rationale into it. Okay, Doesn't mean well, I'm going to be right, Mark. No, no, all of that works, right? The the counter thinking would be you don't want to mess up that. You know, Sheehan, Sheehan and uh, Archibald have been really good together with whoever you put on their left wing. But yeah, we got know, our lines. Good. Sorry, we got our lines back. Okay, They're let's out. Hear them. McDavid with Ennis and Athanasio. This is from Jack Michaels. Drysaddle with RNH and Archibald, Sheehan with Granlin and Chase on, Haas with Karen Russell. So there what you do go. you know? I got it. Got you got it. it. <laughs> Nurse with Bear. Got I got you know what? I didn't talk to anybody. I was just I'm like, I wonder if I, I, I just looked at it when they recalled like when we found out this morning that Granlin was coming up, I'm like, all right, well he replaces uh, he replaces Benson. And you can right. keep Chase on, Chase on up there with Athanasio and McDavid, but do you, do you get the two new guys jacked up right from the get-go, right? 
That's that was kind of my thinking on that. So yeah, interesting stuff. Okay, so the next question becomes: Who runs your power play tonight from the blue line? Is it Bear? Does he get another chance? Because he barely got any chance in L.A. Or do you go straight to Mike? Right. I don't have that answer for you, Mark. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. What, what, what would you do? I would. I would go with Bear, and I, I wouldn't have Bear uh, Green running the power play yet. Yeah, I think that you probably want to practice, even though Mike Green's run power plays for 15 years in this league. Uh, you probably want to have uh, let him sit in the bench and look at it, right? Let him watch it. Then you get a chance to maybe watch a little more film on it. Uh, I'm probably going to have Bear run that power play tonight and likely tomorrow in Vegas. And then maybe, yeah. you, you know, you give Green a look. The whole thing for me, Bob, about Green, I mean, let's face it, if you're not using them on your power play, I would question why you got them. But Mark, he's um, gonna. He, I'll tell you why you got him. Because he can play sixteen to eighteen minutes a game. And right now, the guy you got playing there, the coach, the coach played him under ten minutes against LA the other night. Yeah. I, like I just, I don't know if the confidence. I like. I really like Matt Benning. He's an NHL defenseman. But I don't sense like Jim played the minutes since he got the second concussion. Has he played north of fifteen minutes in one game? Yeah. No. Fair enough. But, fair enough. Right. Well, the question so, becomes, like, I guess what I what I think you have in green, if you run him out as a third-pairing defenseman and, you know, he gets third-pairing minutes, I think what you, to me, one of the most valuable things, Bob, is if you feel like, like, Oscar Clefbaum obviously does a good job in the power play. He runs the first unit power play. It's the best power play in the league all year. But the way that power play works, he's more of a conduit, right? He just, he moves the puck well. He puts it on the tape of the right guy at the right time. He's not getting a ton of first assists or power play goals. He just operates from up there. If I can, if I can, Oscar's fifth in the league with 25 and a half minutes ice time every night, Bob. I think you're a better team if I'm taking some power play minutes away from Oscar. If, if Mike Green can do what Oscar Clefbaum does, and I can play Oscar Clefbaum 22 minutes a night instead of 25 and a half, I'll bet you I got a better team in the end. What do you think? It- Right now, we're kind of micro-analyzing things. Let's let's get to a macro level. Give me your thoughts on what Ken Holland accomplished, and frankly, did he accomplish more than you thought he was gonna? Yeah, he really soft-selled his deadline, didn't he? You know, oh, I'm not giving up much, and oh, I'm not sure. I feel like this team's, you know. And then he goes out and brings in, makes four deals. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, he he managed to have maximum impact without trading away a single prospect. And a first or a first round pick, so you know that's a veteran deadline. I think he did a hell of a job. He, he's got, hopefully he's found a winger for McDavid. He's found a defenseman that that's pressure tested in Mike Green, and uh, you know a depth guy that makes you a lot faster. Tyler Ennis, if I see you, is a guy that uh, sure he gave up two first or second round picks, but he he'll probably play for you for at least three years. He's restricted, so. I think Ken Holland did a hell of a job, Bob. What do you think? Well, I, you know, I, I know what the fans think. Again, the fans can text us at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line for the horses and horse race in Alberta. It's Mark Spector along with myself, Bob Stauffer, and Oilers now. Um, you know, I think he sent a message to his team. In fact, I know he did. Because I've had players on the team tell me, you know, it's it hard seeing Sam Gagne get traded. He's a great guy. But it, 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 one of the players said to me, Mark, uh, Mark, one of the players said to me, 
Bob, it's not necessarily who he even got. It's that he showed the belief in us, and then he stepped up and brought in multiple pieces. Right? Like, that. That's he reinforced belief in his team, and those guys are all going to be capable of assisting us. But, you know, he brought in three players to improve the team. Yeah. And so that's going to resonate with that team. Mark, Mark, I mean, they got six guys still out now that Yamamoto. That's a tough one on Yamamoto, that ankle injury. But I think we both knew he was hobbling pretty good after the game uh, Sunday in, against L.A. But you know Clefbaum's going to be back in two to, uh, two to three weeks. We know that Yamamoto's going to be back in two to three weeks. Cassian's back in a couple games here. Longer for uh, Nygaard and, and James Neal. Uh, Russell will wait and see on. But bottom line here, like, they're in a situation where guys that are, you know, like Patrick Russell could conceivably be in the minors by the time they get healthy. I guess they don't have to do that because they don't have to be below 23 men on the active roster, right? But, you know, Jujar Kerr is going to be fighting spec to get in the lineup. Oh, uh, boy. All the lower... Caleb... Yeah, Caleb yeah. Jones is fighting to play. Uh, Alex Jason is fighting for his spot on, you know, a preferred spot on this team. Kara's fighting for a spot, right? Benning's fighting for a spot. Like, this is what you want. This is this is exactly, and you know what? The guys coming in have to play well if they're going to play. So this is exactly what you want. you got a bunch of NHL players here, not, a, not some NHL players and a few AHL guys, which we've seen in the not-so-recent past. Uh, they're fighting to play. They're fighting for their spot. They all want to be a regular line mate of someone good here. And everybody's going to play better, Bob. Everyone on this team. And a side note, uh, just to, I was just down by the order's dressing room before practice started, and I saw Yamamoto walk by. He wasn't even limping. So, uh, you know, that's not exactly a diagnosis, but I am going to tell you that he doesn't look like a guy that's going to have to be on the shelf for a month here. He, he walked past him, but find the me so hopefully it's not gonna be too long yeah i mean i mean maybe the orders get lucky and it's only you know 10 days instead of 21 days uh joshua has uh sent me a tweet uh, matthew benning by the way spec the only time that he's played north of 15 minutes since he's come back from injury he played 1738 on february 6 against san jose and that was a game that got away from the orders if you recall so uh yeah. special thanks to josh who's involved in the two months podcast that's out there as well another uh uh martin has tweeted the show tweeted me personally said bob caleb jones has earned his spot and i I mean mark you look at the d i mean realistically you could have nurse and bear you could have clefbaum and larson you could have jones and green and you could have Russell and Benning as your top eight. And we all know after what happened at Buffalo back in 2006, you need depth on defense. You need lots of D, Mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. That's a Listen, and I agree with the caller, you know. Caleb Jones is like Ethan Bear walked in here and showed everyone he can play, and he's a, he's a top four guy, and that's, that's all there is to that. But, you know, Caleb Jones, like every time he came up, he played a little better, and then they'd send him back down, and then – up he comes and he plays a little better. And, and this is the time, Bob, that he's come up and he's playing NHL hockey. Like, there's no need to send Caleb Jones down that I can see. He looks like a, a full-fledged NHL player. And, and now let's see where it goes. You know, he's, he's going to be your third left shot D on this team. But that doesn't have to stay that way forever. Let's see where he goes. He's a young guy. He's just getting better. He's getting more confident. And, you know, they got something going here, right? They got some, all of a sudden, you look at their team, they're developing a ton of their own guys now. 
guys like Yamamoto and and uh, these defensemen. Like this is, you know, we've said this before, Bob. This is how good organizations work, and uh, the Oilers are starting to look like a good organization again. It's nice to see. All right, uh, look, you can open the business kimono here. Yesterday after the event, and we've got an interview coming up with Ken Holland that we did this morning because I wanted to, to give him a, a day to decompress, but maybe just explain to the listeners the amount of time that he gave all the media after he did the availability yesterday uh, because in in your, you know, in our world, that's a, you know, that's part of, especially in a market like Edmonton. Would you not agree? Oh, listen, just letting guys in, like, you know, the listeners have to understand that, like, there's certain questions that I'll ask Ken Holland that he'll answer for me, and there's certain ones that he won't answer for me, and that's just our business relationship. You know, if I ask him who you're going to trade for, he doesn't return that text, and, and I get the message loud and clear. The answer is, I'm not telling you, Spectre, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Uh, but on a day like yesterday, I mean, sure, he does all the rounds of interviews that are that you, the listeners see and the viewers see and hear. And, but then he comes around, and we sat and talked at a table with Jim Matheson and Kenny Holland and me. I think Jonathan Willis stumbled up and a few guys. And, and it's all, you know, it's kind of a halfway off the record. He's telling us things, and, and he wants us, you know, once you have the knowledge, you have the knowledge. But we're not quoting him, and we're asking questions, and he's, he's answering some things that you're not sure about. It. And all it does, Bob, it allows guys like me to, to speak to the reader and to the listener and be smarter and have a more accurate viewpoint. And secrecy just leads us to make conclusions and draw conclusions, and often you're not right. So there's not a lot of secrecy around Ken Holland. And what, what happens is the listener out there, the guy driving his car right now, listening to Speck and Bob, he gets a, a far more accurate reflection of what's going on around this team. And uh, to me, that's very healthy. So if he's like that with the media... Would it be perceptive to say that there's a degree of inclusiveness that exists with his own staff as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, right? You know, we've all had a bunch of bosses. He said this yesterday. He says, hey, you hire people, and then you get the hell out of their way, and you let them work. And I like bosses like that. I've had both, I've had both sides of that, right? I've had bosses that micromanage you, and I've had bosses that hire you and then get the hell out of your way. And I know which one I like better. So, you know, uh, the, the, I've never worked for Ken Holland, but getting to know him some, I suspect that I could work for Ken Holland. I'm not saying I'm going to or that I want to, but he's the kind of boss that, that uh, like I say, he hires the right people and then he lets them make decisions. Mark, the Oilers added Athanasiu. Realistically, how many goals can you think? Like, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You, you, the Oilers have his rights for two more years. We saw Maroon come in, exceed everybody's expectations. We saw Chason come in, exceed everybody's ex- expectations. Athens is an enigma. I think that's a fair assessment. But realistically, what do you think he could do here the next couple of years? Like, could he get back to scoring 30 goals? Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, he has scored 30. So that doesn't make him a 30-goal scorer. When you look at his statistics, Bob, I'm going to call him like an 18-goal guy. He's between 15 and 20 most years. 30 was an aberration for him. So you take a, let's call him an 18-goal guy. Well, you know, you look at the guys who've had career seasons on McDavid's wing. I mean, Wood Maroon have 27. Uh, Chase on, when he played with them last year, produced at a career rate. Zach Cassian produces 22. What did Zach Cassian have last year, 17 or something? 15, 13 in the second half of the year. Right, there you go. So 13 playing with McDavid. 
call them 20, call it 25. Zach Cassian's never scored 25. So, so if we're looking at Athanasiu as an 18 to 20 goal guy, like the history here is Bob. McDavid turns a, a, a 15 goal man into a 25 goal man. He turns a 20 goal man into a 30 goal man. That's just how the history tells us. So can Athanasiu get back to 30 if he's playing a whole season with McDavid? Oh, for sure. Absolutely for sure. All right. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs? They're at about 90. I think they're about 90% today to make it. Do they make yeah. it? Yeah. Sure. Absolutely, Bob. They're, you know, the luxury you get, This is, it's a big game of math, isn't it, Bob? When you look at teams like, yep. like Minnesota, you look at what they got left. They got to play 700 hockey or something. Well, they haven't played 700 hockey for three quarters of the year, and there's no damn way they're going to play it for the last quarter. So the orders are the opposite, right? They've played such good hockey this season that now, I haven't done the math on this, but I suspect they just need to play about 500 hockey to get to 95 points, right? So why if would we, Yeah, if we think that's... Yeah, yeah, if, absolutely. If hey, Mark, I... 96, you know, they'll play... Yeah, and by the way... Sp- they've played it all year. Why wouldn't they keep playing it? Sports Club stats has the Edmonton Oilers at 93.6%. Uh, Vancouver's at 94.4. Vegas is at 95.7. Now, Edmonton's got to take care of business tonight. But if put it this way, if they get if they beat both uh, Anaheim and Vegas, and that's there's no guarantees. Geez, the Alberta Golden Bears learned that the hard way. The Oilers uh, yeah. climb up to about 96, 97 percent, right? Like uh, imagine that spec out shooting. They're in good They're going to make. They're in good spot, eh? Yeah. Can they win the Can they win the uh, Pacific Division? Well, listen, the people down here. I was just. It's funny. This is the first year since nineteen ninety five that the three California teams aren't going to be in the playoffs. So it's been right. 25 years there's been a California team in the thing. And, and as we all know, Bob, you know, there's been a few years where all three have been in and they've been really good. So, the you know, the worm's turning a bit, right? Vancouver's good. Edmonton's good. Calgary's got it going on a little bit here. Uh, we're finally getting it up there. So, you know, can they win the Pacific? I'll tell you this. I like Vegas a whole bunch. I think Vegas won six in a row. They just got a backup goalie yeah. that they need. I think that if you took a poll around the league for the regular season, people would pick Vegas to win this thing. Edmonton and Vancouver yep. would be second and third, or third and second. Uh, but yep. I'm not. A, I, I could see any of those three teams can beat each other in the playoffs. None of them, to me, none of them are a, an overt favorite over the other one. So, you know, the Oilers are going to make playoffs here. They're going to start playing teams that are quite they're equal, frankly. And who knows, you might go in the first round, you might make it to the third round, Bob, and who knows what the shape of that team coming out of the Central is going to look like, right? Absolutely. Hey, if Edmonton had gotten Nashville in 2017, if they could have gotten past Anaheim in Game 7, maybe if they win Game 5 when they had a 3 nothing, I mean, what a could have, should have. But Nashville lost their two top centers in that Stanley Cup, uh, you know, uh, right. series against Anaheim. Mark, I know you got to get in a room, so we're going to let you go. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now, and we'll talk on Friday. All right, Bobby. That is Mark Spector again for Horse Racing Alberta. An ep- economic impact of $145 million in Edmonton annually. It's 12.53 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. 1257 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Anaheim, California. Again, racing through the Oilers' line tonight. McDavid with Ennis, 
and Athenasio on the uh, wings. Uh, dry settle Iron H with Josh Archibald moving up. Chason will play with Shan and Granlin. Haas with Kara and Russell. It'll be Nurse with Bear, Jones with Larson, Lagason with Mike Green, and Mike Smith who is 10-1-2, a 2.51 goals against average, 9.22 save percentage. He gets the call in between the pipes. Want to mention this fellow? You can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Lalaberti, on a spectacular 20-day trip to South Africa. This tour takes you through Cape Town, coastal villages, the famous Victoria Falls, plus two exciting safaris. Enjoy five-star hotels, uh, great meals, guided tours to book now and save a thousand bucks per couple. Reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. You know, uh, we're going to see some people in Vegas that have done a bunch of uh, New West travel trips over the years. Uh, Barry and Brenda and Mitch and the gang are rolling in. I'm going to see them uh, tomorrow after the show. And we've also got an Air Canada event uh, scheduled for tomorrow morning. Going to be a busy, busy day. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. When we come back, an extended one-on-one conversation with Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.